You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to part two of You Can't Say That, my conversation with Mark Kudish. My name is Tanya Pinkins, and you're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. You've got to give me a story of a time you were in a room and people were looking at you as just a white patriarch, but they were not liking Jews. Well, give yeah. me a moment. Tell me, tell me about a moment in your life and what that's like. Because I think people do assume that it's only women well, it's, or okay. only of color. But right. like, that you, because of your coloring, your hair and right. your eyes, exactly. you can walk into rooms and people can assume exactly. you're one of them. So tell oh, us yeah. about a moment like oh, that. Oh, God, so many. Give me one. All right, that, well, that I'll give you- particularly hard for you. All right, I'll give you a past and I'll give you a present. Okay. Because it has to be in two parts. Past, I was in Kansas City. I was doing Forever Plaid out at Kansas City at this new theater out there. We were like maybe the third or fourth company that was being, the third company that was being opened outside of New York City. So it was still connected to New York, right? And we were putting it up and I was out in Kansas City. I was in Overland Park, Kansas, which is gorgeous. And I actually love Kansas City, both <clears throat> Kansas and Missouri. Great town. And you know, I was single and I was meeting people and uh, I was meeting local people and there were some really cool people there. And I started dating this girl and it was great. And then I remember one day I happened to tell her that I was Jewish and I watched her face literally just go white. She's like, you didn't tell me that. And I said, well, I didn't know I was supposed to. And she's like, I, 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 I don't know how I'm supposed to and she said, I've never met a Jew before. And I looked at her and I laughed and I said, sure you have. <laughs> Me. <laughs> of course you have. No, but I was like, and I could tell. And, and that was the end of that relationship. How did she end it? She just said, I, don't, I can't do this. I didn't know and you didn't tell me. And I just was, I didn't know what to say. And, and, and again, it's like tough thing of like, if this is why I don't like, okay, did it make you feel like, man, I'm not going to tell anybody that again? No. I just went, well, better to know now. Look, I grew up with it as a kid, so there's a certain numbness to it. I just was like, all right, people are going to have issue. You know, I remember when, you know, I was in middle school and Roots came out. and We had riots in our middle school. And then the, 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 the miniseries of Holocaust came out and we had more riots. And like, that's how it was. And, but I don't know. There was a different kind of communication to things. Um, so you said you had a re recent story too about yeah. being Jewish, T telling someone you were Jewish because they well, wouldn't know by looking at but you. But again, just even in like, 
it, it, we're doing great society. For me, one of the challenges was just like to have this younger generation look at me and call me white privilege when I'd never considered myself to be that. Or like a colonist, I was called once. And I just literally went. Yes, yes, definitely. You're a colonist. And I was like, yeah, my people were in the <laughs> ghettos. My people were being like, enslaved in their own way. Thank yes. you very much. When the colonists were coming, trust me, no <laughs> Jews allowed. And that's where it becomes a challenging conversation because uh, I want to say like, I get it. I have lighter skin. I get it. But just like in your black culture, there's reverse discrimination against lighter skin. I've gotten reverse discrimination my whole life because of the way I looked. When I first moved in So you're York, saying Jews discriminate against oh, you because you don't oh, look like a Jew. Oh, <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm not Jewish enough. Okay. And I am. This is what we look like. My One of my first auditions in New York City was for one of the revivals of, I swear, like Fiddler, which I always wanted to do because I'm like, that's me. Those are my people. I could, every time I walked, mm, uh, Fiedka? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and literally I, there, and I was young, right? But I, I was like 21 or some, 22. And like, literally I said to one of the casting directors, I said, this is what we look like. Take a good look. My grandparents are from like maybe 30 miles away from where Anna Tefka is supposed to be from. And this is what we look like right here. And it drove me nuts because I wanted to say, my God, in World War II, they used to have charts about this is how you can tell what a Jew looks like because their eyes are closer together and their nose is a certain size and their chin is like this. And they had charts to show those things. Mm, mm. And like we, so I think all ethnicities deal with these things in different ways. Mm -hmm. And yes, my mm. skin is light. I'm not going to say that that doesn't have an impact and an effect. And yes, in my particular case. But I remember like, you know, when early on, in, I, I, I came here, moved here, I had no money, I was freaking out, I was stressing. And so I just wanted to go like across the street to the nearest temple and just sit down and like, give it a minute. Right. You know what I mean? So I knocked on the door because the temple doors were closed and locked and everything. And a little guy comes and he opens the door and he's like, can I help you? I said, yeah, I just want to come in for a minute and just sit and, you know, like, pray and he was like yeah for what <laughs> and i said no just sit a minute and he literally said to me i'm not kidding you this really happened he's like there's a church three blocks down the street and i said no and i pulled out my eyes said, no i'm jewish and he looked at me and he literally said not so much oh oh and i was like so i went to the church that had to hurt you know what Maybe it did, because I still talk about it today. Yeah. But. Because then that's like you don't have a place. Yeah, you but you know, then we got to find what the place is now. Instead of like holding on to whatever the emotions are, instead of holding on to our sensitivities, I'm not saying you shouldn't have them, but then let's talk about it. That's the thing that's, well, that's I think. that's what I say to the Gen Zs. They're always like, well, I don't want to do that because I don't want to offend this one and I don't want to offend that one. I'm like, you know what? What you really need to do is risk offending someone so you can actually get into the deeper conversation and go deep with them. So then you're building a relationship. Avoiding stepping on a toe is avoiding a relationship. No, I agree. And what it also does is it creates a pause. It creates a stall of forward movement. You know, 
It's like a self-awareness. This is, and this is what I say about sociopathic behavior. Self-awareness does not help us that way. It just doesn't. You got to move forward. Just move forward. Make a choice. Yeah. You don't like me? Fine. Just tell me that. Just tell it to me. Be straight up because we can have a conversation about it. You and don't we have can to feel like it me. anyway. Even if you don't say it, I can feel it. Right. Especially as actors, we're sensitive to all but of that. But I so. will have more respect and admiration for you if you just be honest and say, I don't like you. And maybe that's a judgment, but I guess I'm, I'm judgmental. Okay. That's honest. Yeah, people aren't brave enough to do that. You know, and I, whatever. I, and then look, I don't know. And Maybe some of my people, people were have. colonists, right? I mean, I don't know. Uh, Maybe. There had to be some Jews on those ships. Maybe. But you know. Maybe we, they weren't acknowledging it, but you know, come on. I'm sure. This is some smart listen, people and figuring listen, some shit out. There ain't no doubt. <laughs> my own people I have issues with, all right? I have problems with my own people. So, yes, to all of that, yes. But I guess the thing that really bothered me And then about it's that it. weird thing of, it's a religion. It, you know, it's, well, it's, it's a religion. It's you know, not like, you know, come on, like Palestinians. And I Jews, had this conversation about alike. it. They look alike. I mean, come on, Israelis, Palestinians, But you know what's Arabs, weird? They look alike. They look alike. They do. Look, first in of all. In that part of the country. There's Certainly no in question. Russia, you look different. But you're in the Middle East, you look, you look the same. You're the uh, same look, people. There's, <clears throat> there's no difference between Shalom Aleichem and Salam Aleichem. It's the same word. It's the same word. I have friends that are Arabian. I have, fr- or, you know, Saudis. I have friends that are Jordanians. I have friends that, you know, salam alechem, and then I'll say alechem shalom. It's the same word. You're the same people. It's like War of the Roses. It's literally that. Yeah. It's like, what brought, like, you know, we're going off of Abraham here. You know, I, 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 I get it. Who's more closely related? We're, it's the same family. We're all the same family. Yes, we are. Every one of us comes from the same place. We just had cousins and nephews that decided my co- my skin color and your skin color are different because our you know our our relatives decided to live in different places. Yep. That's it. Because the dirt, the food we ate, it's the dirt all it is. It's the, which is why I don't the... like. I have a problem with 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 saying African American. I don't I'm know. Not, if I'm the, black. Right. But also, like, I grew up with, like, Haitian friends. I grew up, I had a Jamaican girlfriend. I had friends that were from Trinidad. I would never say they're African-American. Right. I wouldn't. You're Jamaican-American. Jamaican and American, right? I mean, it's like, what what is that? I I don't get that. Because my deal is, that's like looking at a white person and saying you can't be African. Lots of white people in Africa. Sure are. I have friends that are African. And it's like, I don't get it. I, 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 well, I do get it because I think it's about people who are at the top and who are interested in hierarchical structures. They don't want to have to think about people that are not meaningful to them. So they just put you all in a group. And it's because you're not really worth me taking the time to notice your differences. We'll just throw you all in that little lump sum over there. And that, that takes care of you, them. But I also do. I want to understand. I want to understand, particularly with the Gen Z's mentality, the sensitivity of it and where it comes from so that there can be that conversation. Because they're the ones that are going to be given this when we go. They're given it. They got it. They're going to, I mean, I can see some power in them and that they are going to make a better world. And I remember my youth and doing things clumsily. I just think they're clumsily going along. I was talking to a director the other day. I won't say their name, but they were talking about how they said to one of their young Gen Z actors, "Uh, why don't you try this? And the actor said, I think I'm willing to do that. 
I know. There's and the that. director was like, well, this is your, it's your goddamn job. <laughs> no, I know. There is there is that. <laughs> it's your damn job, okay? This is what you're getting paid the check for. Or he said he had uh, uh, one come in, and they told the person their call time, and they were like, oh, no, I need to come in at 2. And then they were like, well, no, you need to come in at 11. And they came in at 11, and they wouldn't sing. And they're like, are you okay? Like, is there, is there a problem? No, I just, you know, I sang yesterday, so I, I don't talk again until 2. And I'm like, what? What is this? It's just, it's just different. It's it is just, just different. different. It's just like different in a way that I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not doing it because no, I, just, I know, but it's, I don't have the tolerance for it. But, but that's just it as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we came up in a different time where there was a different. There was there was a different approach, it, right. technique, discipline. You came the whole in, and the yards. people behind you—if you didn't step up—they made you feel terrible. You were you were tested by the cast themselves of the old timers. Like you better bring it. Don't don't come out on the stage and, and ruin my show. <laughs> but I, I I there's no doubt that. But but I'm finding whatever the Gen Z, there's a talent and there's an awareness and there's a drive to Gen Z that I never actually felt like with millennials. To me, there was this thing in millennials that sort of got laid back and sat back and just sort of was like. Do you know, like it just, but then the Gen Z's sort of feel more active. They hmm. feel more, they're sensitive, but there is an activity to it that is very different to me than just being like slackery. Honestly, I can't tell the difference between a, min, a millennial, a Gen X, a Gen oh. Z. I'm like anybody that's my children's age, which would put you about like 32 and under, you know, you all fall into that. There's that a clip. huge <laughs> difference to me. I'm telling you, mid twenties right now. I'm I'm fascinated. I by got it. a twenty and a twenty three, and then I got a twenty nine and a thirty two, and you know they're kind of you know they're kind of in the same package. <laughs> yeah, so, but you're their mom. That's true. So how they're going to relate to you and how they're going to relate to everyone else in the world is going to be a completely different thing. It's so true. It's so true. All right. It's so true. So where did we meet? I always forget where I meet people, but I think I know where I met you. Was it, we didn't meet first on Wild Party, did we? I think we did. That was the first time we met? Yes, you were engaged to someone else. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember something about like, we were having, was it an opening night or something? And she wasn't coming. And I was like, oh, that's over. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I remember you called that one hard. That was hard. I'm not going to lie to you. That was a tough one. Really? Well, that I said that to you. You said you like people to be honest. No, it's like she's not here for your opening. Hold on, That's hold Oprah. on. <laughs> well, first of all, all right. So that was wild party. Was it was great and it was hard. Oh yes. And there were amazing people in that company. It's funny because uh, uh, Girl from the North Country reminds me a lot of the Wild Party in that both were very ensemble shows. Uh, there, there's very little ensemble, like there, 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 there's no choral real parts in this. Everyone is essentially a principal. Mm -hmm. So there are all of these multiple storylines that are happening and everyone has these great juicy characters, Mm -hmm. a lot like what we did and in the wild party. And so, but with big personalities comes a lot of energy and, and I remember I was made the equity deputy. Do you remember this? (laughs) You don't. Because you weren't in the room. We was like, white boy. White boy got to be the equity deputy. Equity deputy. <laughs> but then I came to you and I said, I can't do this by myself. I need you to help me. What I say? You did. I did? The oh. two of us were the deputies Surprise. together. 
Oh, no, no, no. You were great. No, you were great on that show. You were really great because, like, I could always talk to you because we shit. had a lot of equity deputy yeah. stuff and yeah when on when the my wild party and when my engagement broke you were the first person <clears throat> i came to at the theater to tell and you just looked at me and you're like oh we all knew that was coming like <laughs> that was it that was it straight up and i remember i was like why would you say that and then you just laid it out she ain't here there ain't no reason she can't be here right now and I mean, it was painful. Of course it was painful. But better to hear that because honestly, there was a part of me that was just like, wow, wow, this ain't and like, how did I miss this really? Or why was- Because you were in love. I know, I know, I know. And you, we, we forgive people and they have a good reason and a good story for why they're doing. But as an outside person, it's like, this is a really important moment in this person's life. And oh, this yeah. person who's like so saying they're their partner. I mean, look, all things like happen they were the doing reasons, any, right? Of course, you're married now and oh, yeah. they're not married now. We're not saying their name. We're no, keeping it's that okay. a secret. It's we're going to say okay. their name? We can say their name. It's not that big a deal. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. You can say their name. Well, so we're talking about Kristen Chenoweth, <laughs> who I was, you know, I was engaged to and I was with for a long period of time. And when I didn't we were even younger. know her then. I just was like, she didn't show right. for your opening. But you That's know not going to work out. And I, I, I and, and she's, she's really, she, I, I'm, she's, I think she's in a really good place right now. And really she's really happy, talented. which makes Actually, me super married? happy. She's not, but she's with a really cool dude. Good. good and for her. It, he's, it's, it seems really awesome. So, so you I'm all really, are still in touch. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm really happy like for her that she's happy. That's awesome. And, you're and my with wife Shannon. is Shannon Lewis, who I've been with for 17 plus years. And all things happen for the right reasons. Absolutely. I like strong <laughs> strong women with strong personalities, yeah. man. I do. I love it. And I Because you have a strong personality. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, I I never wanted to be in, in a relationship that was just gonna be yes all the time. You know, I mean, you want a partner who's gonna challenge you a little grist for the mill well but just you know come on man if this is someone you're going to spend your life with and i really believe that that's what it's about but a lot of men want a pillow they want to come home and they want it to be easy don't ask me no questions don't challenge no. me cook for me lay down and and be quiet no i appreciate the fact that my wife is smarter than i am it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Excellent. Excellent. So let's get back to the wild party and the strong personality. Yeah. We had the late, great Eartha Kitt. Well, you know, <clears throat> Eartha, I loved her very much. Yes. Eartha Kitt we had. It's great. I talk about her <clears throat> often, especially to the younger generation. Um, 
just because she was, you know, wasn't she amazing? To, Grand to watch? jam, just like I remember they choreographed a number for me and Tony Collette, and Eartha got up and danced, and I was like, and I'm not going to even follow that because first of all, there's a miracle that she 80 years old and she can dance like that, and then that she dances that well. I can't dance that well, so it just cut me out of the number. No, she was the she was <laughs> in the best. She would be doing squats. Wearing weights on her ankles and the weight vest, the walk and vest. And the wings when mm-hmm. we'd be on breaks in tech. Mm-hmm. She mm. was just always going. Yep. She never complained. Never. Ever. Grateful for everything. Everything. She loved being around everybody. She was amazing on stage. Yes. She could be so still and you could forget she was there. And then she'd just turn her head and you'd, you'd be reminded not only is she there, but she never left. Mm-hmm. And that drove somebody else crazy. That is a kind of command that for me is like old school command of, I mean, you know, Andre DeShields right now, P- Patrick Page, you know, that that command of every, of, of every eyebrow, every wrinkle, everything that, I don't know, I'm not seeing this, this generation but she love was, that. What's interesting, though, about Eartha was she never asked for it and she never, she never... She never did anything that felt like even she never did anything that felt like, all right, now it's time for you to look at me. Even as a generous actor, which she was, and as a generous person, which she was, even when she was performing, I never got the sense that, all right, now I'm going to capture you. No, she didn't have to. That's what I mean. She had the magnetism like she made you come. She just did it. Oh, I Oh, yeah, I, we got stories for the wild party. And I do have yeah. the photos of the final wild party. I was thinking that for the, you know, when we put out the poster for this, maybe I'll put some of those jet, real wild party party posters for it. Do you remember the wild party that we had on the roof in the 50s at Gwen's place? You know, if everybody was wet and <laughs> the wet T-shirts. It was, a, it was a wild after party when the wild party ended. Oh, it was good. When you I know, think- but I mean, there was a part of me that was rough. I even said to George, you know, like when we were closing, when they announced our closing numbers, I said, you know, I said, it, I, 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 being a loser in this show and then feeling like a loser when I go home, <laughs> I said, I can't be a loser 24 hours a day anymore. I just can't do it. It was tough. Like the show was the tough. The show was tough. I, I can't. I can't imagine any Gen Zs could have done our wild party. No, they couldn't have done. They wouldn't have lasted a day. I mean, no. what I, I what I had to do every day on stage in black is a moocher. We would have had lawsuits. It would have nope. been. It would have been over. They, they what I had to do uh, with more. What I had to do with uh, uh, Brooke. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't have happened. I mean, no, I don't know that you could do it today. And unfor- and that's sad. It is sad. It is sad. I mean, not, not, I mean, for me, I I remember going and asking them to just cut my number because I was just like, I, I can't do it. Like I that Black is a Mutual is an extraordinary song. I thought I should get a Tony nomination for this song until I had to play it on stage and realized that I was not going to be able to do my job because I was going to be punching somebody for the whole song. I know. <clears throat> so you know. Yeah. That was what that was what we did. And we did it, and we bucked up, and we didn't complain, and we did our press, and oh my god, I, I don't know. I mean, do I feel I feel strong? Do I feel, was it horrible for me every day when I was doing it? Absolutely, but I feel like I survived it. Didn't kill me. No, I know. I, look, didn't it was, kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It was tough. I remember, you know, I remember the nights because I always said to like the box office and stuff like, are, are you guys not letting, because I remember kids were coming to see our show in previews and early on. And I'm like, I get that it's called the wild party, but are you informing the audience about what they're actually coming to see? Because this ain't for kids, man. Like even today, if we were doing it, I'd say, ah, you got to put an age thing on this. Hmm. And I remember, like, after, you know, more... But they get much more explicit on television and on YouTube. But there's a difference between... That's my point about social media. There's a distance and a separation. It's one thing if it's happening in TV, on a screen, any screen. It's another thing when it's happening in front of you with people in front of you. Nudity all over the place. You know, like on film, on even on television, the, the language on television, and when you're podcasting or when you're going on, you have the privacy of it. But when you're at a theater, it's a shared experience. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So if you're seeing somebody naked on stage, you know other people are seeing that. And given the mentality today, you think everybody's watching you mm. look at that. Mm. One of the greatest things about doing Hand to God, which I love. I love that. Love play. that play. I love that play. Was a puppet sex. <laughs> Because it made the audience so extremely <laughs> self-conscious and uncomfortable. And we're talking about two socks on people's exactly. hands. And people didn't know how to react. And it was just socks. It was so funny. But I, I had friends it. literally say to me, I, I, I'm embarrassed. I, I was feeling things. I, I, I didn't understand it. I wanted it. that sock. Do you know? And it was like... And that's that Puritan thing that we've never gotten rid of. I don't know what it is. And yes, now we're in a very sensitive time where, you know, we're trying to be politically correct and we want to be respectful of each other. And have we gone too far in that direction with some things? Maybe. Um, you know, because I do think we have to have a sense of humor and I do think that we need to be able to talk about everything. And we got to make fun of everything. Everything. We got to make fun of everything. But it was even like... Um, uh, Dave Chappelle. Did you see um, both of them? I watched two of his this weekend. I love Chappelle. Love I Chappelle. love Chappelle. He's, he's brilliant, man. Yes. But did you see his acceptance of the Mark Twain Award? No. It was amazing, and he gave the greatest speech. And he talked about how we can't censor people, that, right? Especially in our industry, and it was really interesting to hear him talk about being a comedian mm -hmm. and how he holds it as an art form. Mm -hmm. And he talked I as an artist, too. and I was like. <clears throat> It was beautiful to hear him talk about it that way because, you know, he talked about why he left. He talked about why he came back. But he talked about being a father and wanting to just be a dad. And, and like, and then he talked about how there was a comedian one night he was watching give these really racist jokes. And he was crushing. And he said, and the whole time I was watching, I'm like, this man is funny and this man is not joking. This man is a racist. Mm. He means every word he's saying right now. Mm. And he said, but okay, man, I respect that. Because mm. he ain't hiding it. Mm -hmm. And he's bringing it. Mm -hmm. And he knows that he could get repercussion for doing it. Mm -hmm. And he said, so I, I support him. And I would not censor that. And I yes. just thought, there you are. And there it is. Agreed. Right? Agreed. 
Agreed. I think we're in the place we are in now because of this political correctness and censoring people. Like, it is, okay, call me a nigga as much as you want to, but you don't get the job of deciding whether I get a job and how much I get paid. I agree. <laughs> okay. You know, for me, racism is an action. Bigotry, prejudice, that's a whole other thing. I don't care what you think, mm. but you don't get to use mm. your thinking to make decisions about other people's lives. I agree. <clears throat> you can have feelings. This is what I say all the time. You can have all the feelings you have right now. And this is where we are, right? Feel everything you're feeling. Have your emotions. But know this. The universe doesn't give a shit. Climate change, you agree with it, you don't agree with it. Don't agree with it. Don't agree with it. When your house is underwater, (laughs) keep not agreeing with it. Have your emotions about it. But nature doesn't care how you feel. It's just going to be. Exactly. End of story. Yeah, yeah. You can argue with reality. It's why I love looking at the night sky. That's why I wanted to be a cosmologist when I was a kid, because it's so big and so vast. To me, it's incredibly comforting to know how truly tiny we all are and that all of our deep emotions really amount to shit when it comes to actuality. Mm -hmm. Feel what you want to feel. I'm not saying not to do it. But in the end, what will be, will be. What is, is. And there's really nothing, well, there is stuff we can do about it. I mean, like this whole idea of climate change is just cracking me up. I mean, and I'm from Florida, right? So I'm like, for a lot of people I know down home, I don't know if Florida's gotten so damn weird. (laughs) But like, I'm just like, how can you not believe it? Now they, a lot of them do believe in climate change. It's like Alaska. They all believe in climate change, you know? They're not for those left-wing progressives, but, oh, they, they believe in climate change. So that's selective. Right. But that's because they're immediately affected right. by it. Right. You know, and I have friends down in Florida, and I'm like, dude, I know you have a condo in Miami. You want to keep it? <laughs> like, if we're going to go to that place of self-interest, it's in your best self-interest to believe in climate change. It's the whole thing. Like, women's rights. First of all, no man should be making laws about a woman's health. That is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my life. But you, but I'm going to take the other side because I'm so good at that. We have to remember that until about 50 years ago, women and children were property. And there are people who are still alive who grew up in a time when women and children were property. We need them to die off so that we have a new generation right. of people who have come up. But, but it's not like, it's not personal. It's not personal. It's just they have some habits. They have some really bad habits. Oh, no, it's born personal. Born of a time. Right. And they liked that time. That right. time worked for them. You bet. But, you know, that time has passed. Right. But it's still personal. <laughs> yeah, it's it is personal. personal. I don't know why people think that they have to have that kind of power and control. I don't understand why men think abortion or this, or anybody for that matter, any man, look, if a woman has a feeling about it, at least y'all experience this stuff straight. No man- You know, women are on the side of these men too. I mean, 54% of college educated white women- I understand that. And a lot of those are are coming from those households where there is a white, where where there's a male privilege And it's not just white. I mean, I got Syrian friends. No, and I got it. You know, you get in in these Ubers and taxis. These immigrants, they hate immigrants. No, I get it. Okay. Well, but but isn't that how it always is? You're the immigrant until you create a space for yourself. And, and then, then you hate everybody like you. Yep. And then whatever else, because you've settled and you've put your roots down and you've created it now. And so it's your right now. 
And right. we, I saw that. I saw that when I was growing up in South Florida, you know, when we had the whole refugee thing come in and the Cuban population from Cuba and, you know, they were living under the highways. And now the Cubans are the hierarchy mm. of South Florida. And Venezuelans and Argentinians beware. Mm. You know, and, mm. and, and, and it's like, but I think, and that to me is a, is a human nature thing. But what I'm talking about is- Well, I hope the millennials and the Gen Zs like evolve out of that nature, aspect of human nature. Listen, I hope we evolve out of all of this horse shit, like, because really it's more about control than anything else. Men have, I'm sorry, I, I ain't sorry. I've never experienced what a woman experiences. I get angry now when I see tampon commercials and, and they're like apologizing for this shit. And I'm like, I'm every time I watch it, I'm like, I'm fortunate that I don't have to deal with that on a monthly basis, but this is a completely normal, natural thing that happens all the time, everywhere. To more than half the population. Get over it. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, just shut up and like support the fact that, you know. That's how you came into the world. But it's stupid and just anything. Like, but we like are stupid. All of these creatures. laws are just, yeah, well, because men are, you know. Last gasp effort. They're just Sorry, trying to just hold on. Let me hold on. Well, I'm so grateful for you to come. I wanted to have you at Broadway Con because I was like, me and Mark could have a good, juicy conversation at Broadway Those Con. kids would not know what to do with that conversation. Well, but it would have been juicy. I told them. I tried to say yeah, it. Yeah, but didn't happen. They, Next Broadway Con. Listen, you and me, Broadway Con. Those kids, well, I'll, we'll slap them upside the head. <laughs> we need to slap them upside the head. Hard. Me and you, we invite all Gen Zs <laughs> to a conversation no, with serious. me and Mark Kudish. For That's right. Slapping upside the head. But here's the thing. <laughs> and and I welcome uh, a good slap upside my own in return. Agreed. So we, we've come back for a coda with Mark Kudish, you know, after our invitation to Gen Z's to slap us down. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Get in those chat rooms and talk about how awful we old people are, daring to say we would slap some Gen Z's. But for our coda, no. Mark is going to do an homage to someone who was dear to both of us that we both had the privilege of working with in the wild party, the great late Eartha Kitt, Eartha Kitt. activist, artist, Best. genius, and Mark did a show with her, and he's going to tell us about it. Well, we did this gonna... workshop together where uh, I played, um, I, I want to say, like, uh, a bad guy. Um, you know, I, I kidnapped. She played this French chanteuse, and uh, I kidnapped her, and I was holding her hostage. And so my character would, um, it was in the script that I had to uh, make fun of this female chanteuse to her face. Uh, now, I, I, I always enjoy doing an impression of Eartha because she was obviously quite distinct and unique. And so yes. I literally looked at Eartha and I said to her before I actually did it, I was like, Eartha, don't get mad at me. I have to do this. <laughs> and she just looked at me with that... <laughs> You know, that just very dry look of hers, and she was like, I hear you do a very good impression of me anyway. <laughs> and so, I mean, I did. I, I don't know. I think maybe I actually did her song. Let's hear it. From... Let's hear the song. Go for it. You're looking at the woman who invented the walk. Do you know the walk? I invented that. You are looking at a female who's driven men to homicide. Why do you ask? Just look at these beautiful legs. 
These legs that would drive men wild. Would you like to find out? Thank you, Mark. Good. Yes, yes, we love you up in heaven. Damn, Earth that Earth. woman sold it. We love you up in heaven. I know, Earth I love Earth. her. Thank you, Mark Kudish, for coming her. in and talking to me. Um, don't miss Mark in uh, Girl, Girl from, from the, the North, North Country. Country. Please come and see it. Yeah, it when do you open? When preview start? We start uh, previewing February 7th. We open March 5th, and I promise you it's unlike anything you've seen. It's beautiful. And it's a real conversation. Yeah. And it is about how we are all together. Thank you, Mark Kudish. You're listening to Tanya Pinkins. You can't say that on the Broadway Podcast Network. Well, that concludes part two of my engrossing conversation with Mark Kudish, who is currently appearing in Girl from the North Country. Uh, Come back for more of You Can't Say That, the show where you can, on the Broadway Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tanya Pinkins. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.